welcome to Temple of Health Radio Show. This is Dr. Susan Cobb, and today I'm pleased to have back as my guest Tom Palandino. Tom is the um, inventor and executor of a scalar energy technology that uh, myself and a lot of my patients have taken advantage of, especially when we have difficult uh, diseases that would require long therapies that would be difficult to do, um, expensive, or just uh, very time-consuming with variable results. And um, he's created a database of pathogens that he's treating, and he can go into that with a little more detail. And he has some very interesting news to share about some scientific proof that um, the scalar energy therapies are eliminating the infections. Welcome back, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Kolb. It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Well, let's start off a little bit about, well, let's start off with your website so people can go there um, while we're while we're uh, talking and see that you've got a, a couple of different websites, one explaining scalar energy and the other actually where people can sign up for the therapies. You want to sure. go through that? Sure, sure. I, the, the main website is scalar light.com. Scalar is spelled S-C-A-L-A-R. And um, that main website will give you an overview as to what I have been able to develop um, using this this life force energy to abet to improve human health. And there's another website that is more on on an academic um, purview. It's uh, Tom Palladino Scalar Energy. But both of those websites will give you um, an introduction into this new and emerging science that we call scalar light or scalar energy. Very promising, and I I contend it will serve to change the world. So scalar energy, um, I guess the scientists most uh, often um, associated with it would be uh, Nikola Tesla, Um, but there are a lot of, on your website, there's a lot of history of the Russian scientists that did a lot of work, the early work on scalar energy. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. Yes. We're referring to his name as Kozarev, an incredible scientist. Um, sadly, um, he, he was alive during the, the Stalin reign of terror, so, so much of his work is still obscured, but it's coming to light. And these, these great men of science, Really, they, they are, are not only the forerunners of scalar energy, but we owe so much to them. We are standing upon their shoulders today, and because of that, we understand this, this new energy, so to speak, this new science that's developing scalar energy. What was interesting to me, I was listening this morning to some uh, uh, wisdom teachings that David Wilcox was giving. He said that when the Soviet Union fell, the scientists, in order to keep to use the money that was coming to them and keep working, um, often worked on energetic product projects, um, you know, involving the pyramids and other geometric shapes that can shape this energy and direct it. So I, I imagine um, there was another area of research that went forward from from this, you know, the Russian scientists around the time that the Soviet Union. Collapse, which I think was in the 1990s, wasn't it? it yeah, it, I think exactly. That was... yeah. yeah, you're, you're absolutely right with the fall of the Berlin Wall, etc. And, and you're right, there's, there's so many brilliant scientists out there. And when, when we cut through the, 
the, the political nonsense, we realize that these new and emerging technologies, this this wisdom that these men and women have, this is going to serve to change the world. What we're looking at is Tesla energy. Uh, many people call it scalar energy. And it's a new mm-hmm. paradigm. It's, it's not only a new technology, but with technology, it changes culture. It changes the way we look at life. You know, imagine the world without electricity. We would, so to speak, be in the dark ages, you know, pun intended. Right. And, and look what electricity has done for mankind, how it's so many, so many work functions can be performed by electricity. Well, our contention is now that scalar energy is much more versatile, much more functional than that of electricity. So as a new power source, scalar energy will, will rule the day. And I would say within our lifetime, we will see that. And it doesn't have to go across wires. You know, electricity requires a certain physical um, method of distribution that takes time. I mean, if you want to send an electrical signal from New York to San Francisco, it takes a certain amount of time. But if you remember, uh, Tesla had um, these this energy beam out and all these light bulbs came on, but there was no wire. So yeah. scalar energy can be directed without with, with no um, lapse in time. You could take it to the moon immediately, you know, or even further out. And that's important for people to understand because a lot of people, their minds are kind of within this third dimensional um, uh, framework and can't real don't realize that energy can go a different route than just through the third dimension. Yes, well, well stated. Scalar energy does not recognize time. Now, how could we say that? Well, scalar energy blankets the universe. It's everywhere. So it's not a point particle. Mm-hmm. It's not a particle. Right. It's not an object. It's a, it's a force field. And that force mm-hmm. field pervades the universe. Hence, it's holographic. So we're not looking at a point particle. We're looking at um, a dimension that is infinite. And once you are in that dimension, it's not electromagnetic. Once you are in that other dimension, you have access to the holographic universe. And if, if that if that makes sense to you, then we can mm-hmm. transcend time and space. And that's what this dimension does. We are no longer bound by time and space. We can overcome time and space. And if that's the case, you know, that's a game changer. That's that will change society. Yeah, it's um, it's something that uh, I've I've been trying to learn about it. Actually, this morning I was listening to a lot of videos, and if if you understand the concept of gravity, um, gravity is not just like a uh, a space time fabric idea. Gravity is similar to the scalar energy idea, where it's like a fluid, yeah. and so when you have something very heavy that that affects the gravity around the object. In other words, if, if something is, is very massive, like the sun, it has a higher gravitational field than, say, the Earth. But um, we can think about this in terms of if you're going very fast, say you're going, um, you're going to go in a fighter jet and go at 5 Gs. So the pressure back on you when you, when you go through this, this, um, I guess, this fluid 
which science, by the way, regular science says doesn't exist. You know, it's kind of like the, the ether, okay? But when you go really fast, this thing pushes back against you, and you can feel it. I mean, you can feel it if you go really fast in, a, in, a, in an airplane um, or descend very quickly. Um, and that is, that's how we need to think about the scalar energy, is similar to the way um, that, that gravity is described. And I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that gravity and scalar energy are exactly the same thing. I, I don't know. But it's something, it's like water to a fish. The fish is swimming around in the water. We're, it's all around us. So um, when we go through it, we can only know it's there by the effects like um, when you're traveling quickly through it. You feel, you feel the, um, you know, the, the pressure back on you. Yes, well, well stated. There was a, um, a Russian scientist by the name of Grebenikov, and Grebenikov developed scalar energy flying platforms. And with those flying platforms, he could circumvent, he could overcome gravity. And mm-hmm. while he was in that, in that cocoon, if you will, he was able to be um, gravity-free. He did not experience any gravitational pull, any gravitational force. And he could mm-hmm. travel about in this platform. And it was essentially a scalar energy instrument that allowed him to overcome the force of gravity. So... We've seen this done before, and and we're going to catch up to these great scientists and the work that they've accomplished. You know, my point in signing Grubenikoff is that he did indeed overcome gravity. He he invented an anti-gravity platform, and in so doing, it was a scalar energy instrument that allowed him to overcome or to control, to manipulate gravity. So I've always contended that scalar energy is the cause of gravity. And with that said, once we fully understand scalar energy, or at least to a greater capacity, then we can control, then we can manipulate gravity. It's, it's going to be very simple, quite frankly. And once we can um, control gravity, then you can develop flying instruments that will be quite safe. Anti-gravity propulsion. Yes. You know, that, that basically is what's described in the patents for anti-gravity propulsion is that you create a field where you're always going downhill and um, thereby overcome gravity. And it's interesting. Go back to that statement. That's You, you did have a statement of how scalar energy is related to gravity. Can you, can sure. you um, repeat sure. that or go further into that? That's interesting. Gravity is not a constant. Gravity can be manipulated. You can increase gravity or decrease gravity. And the Mm -hmm. fundament, the the very fundament that controls gravity is scalar energy. So we're Mm -hmm. looking at scalar energy as a life force energy that can be manipulated. And in so doing, one of the cause and effects of scalar energy is gravity. So if, if we could use scalar energy as Tesla did to illuminate light bulbs, then eventually we will have the understanding to likewise to use scalar energy to either increase a gravitational field or to decrease a gravitational field. It's that simple. It's cause and effect. So to increase the gravi- to increase the uh, a scalar energy presence would increase gravity, and then to decrease it in some capacity, you would eventually approach anti-gravity. And this has been proven by various scientists. So 
scalar energy is the cause of gravity, and then it's just a matter of understanding how do you, to manipulate scalar energy in order to manipulate gravity. Now, you've done something quite different than, well, I mean, I've, I know Tesla was also, there's pictures of Tesla on these platforms that are flying around the field. I, I imagine he got the same idea that the Russian scientists did. But you've figured out something much more practical for, for the average person, which is how to use scalar energy, which you can direct to the person via a photograph. I think you use photographs, but you can actually do it through hair or any DNA source. Correct. And this energy will impact pathogens. And and I'll, I'll let you uh, go into that further with all the various pathogens. Because since we last spoke, and by the way, uh, we have several interviews with Tom at www.plasticos.com if you go to resources and radio. I don't remember the years that we did them, but I think they were about two years ago. Do you think that's right, Tom? Yes, I think that's accurate. Yes, thank you. So look, two to three years back, and um, uh, there's a wealth of information in those um, if, you're, if you want more information. And there's also on Tom's website uh, other uh, areas where his work has been uh, featured. But... Um, Back two years ago, you did not have quite the range that you have now. So would you like to talk about the range of sure. pathogens and how um, how you've used scalar energy to target these pathogens? Sure. Our, our current databases, we're able to eradicate, we're able to break apart over 400,000 species of pathogens, germs. And I do that with scalar light, scalar energy instruments. And in practice, what I'll do is I will take a photograph of a germ. Say you, somebody is suffering from tuberculosis, which is caused by a bacterium, mycobacterium tuberculosis. I could take mm-hmm. a photograph of that bacterium and place it in my instrument. Now, bear in mind with, with energy, everything is informational. It's, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, you're in a force field that, that recognizes physical forms or recognizes a, a photograph for that matter. So I take a photograph of mycobacterium tuberculosis and I place it in my instrument. A scalar light instrument will then understand, will essentially decode or decipher a photograph of a germ and then with that send that energy, that energetic pattern of mycobacterium tuberculosis inside the human body. Now, bear in mind, there's no chemical involved. This is a massless operation. Light Mm -hmm. is non-physical. So when I take a photograph of a bacterium, place it in the instrument, the instrument looks, decodes, understands the photograph, and then will send that energetic pattern into the human body. That energetic pattern will serve to break down mycobacterium tuberculosis inside the body. So in, in function... I could easily eradicate the bacterium that causes TB by having a photograph of that placed in a scalar light instrument, and the instrument would would broadcast that molecular design into the human body. That energetic code would serve to break down the bacterium inside the body. So in short, a photograph of the tuberculosis bacterium would serve to destroy the tuberculosis bacterium inside the human body. And when we were speaking two or three years ago, 
um, some American workers have been exposed to Ebola. Um, I think they were with the CDC or other, I don't know exactly who, but I know they were in Africa and are exposed to Ebola. And so you did the same type of thing with, with them, right. is that right? That's correct. If you will recall, there were two nurses in Dallas that were infected with the Ebola virus. The, the Ebola virus um, was brought into this country unknowingly by a man from Africa. And I was, oh, able to, right. yeah. Yeah, I was able to secure the photographs of those two nurses in Dallas. And I treated mm-hmm. them with a scalar light instrument, and I instructed the instrument to destroy the Ebola virus. Well, both mm-hmm. of those nurses, nurses never had any complications from Ebola. They both had a right. clean bill of health after I treated them, never any sign mm-hmm. of vomiting, no sign of capillary damage, bleeding, hemorrhaging. Right. And uh, to this day, they're asymptomatic. No indication that, that there's any lingering effect of the Ebola virus. Well, I contend that my scalar light instrument destroyed the Ebola virus, and, and I've proven that. The people that I've treated for Ebola, mm-hmm. provided I can start working with them, treating them, prior to hemorrhaging, we can destroy right. the yeah. Ebola virus, and they're, they're restored to health. So you've got data, um, which you sent to me, and it is on your website about the um, an HIV patient that got a uh, clean PCR test after treatment. That's right. That's right. Let, let me explain. Um, I'm mm-hmm. result-driven, so I want to prove um, that I can indeed destroy a germ. And what doctors mm-hmm. are referring to is we have a a polymerase chain reaction test, diagnostic tests that prove that scalar light works. Well, one of the um, diagnostic tests that she's referring to is a gentleman who was HIV positive for five years. And then mm-hmm. we worked with him. We, we um, used a scalar light instrument. And in so doing, we were able to destroy, to break apart the HIV virus in his body. And subsequent to that work, this gentleman had a PCR test, a polymerase chain reaction test. And the mm-hmm. test came back negative, no viral load. Now, subsequently, he's had follow-up PCR tests, and likewise, there's no viral load. Now, what mm-hmm. really is telling, to this day, he's not taking any antiviral drugs. Right, which viral wouldn't load, be possible unless he was viral spray. Exactly. I mean, you know, that virus doesn't just go away. Um right. A little bit of history on that test. Uh, I actually went to Johns Hopkins with the developer of that test, um, Nancy Nicholson, Garth Nicholson's wife. Um, Garth Nicholson was the doctor uh, cancer researcher at MD Anderson that uh, did all the work on the Gulf War syndrome and, um, you know, discovered that the weaponized mycoplasma was involved in that mycoplasma fermentins. And so Nancy had developed that test and... um, she she died recently. I got a I got a notification from Garth, and Garth has been on the radio show many times. But he's like the expert on all these intracellular infections, most neurodegenerative diseases, including ALS, MS, and uh, a slew of other ones, are probably intracellular spirochetes, occasionally intracellular mycoplasma, and um, other intracellular infections. So. Much of autoimmune disease, if it's not chemical toxicity, is intracellular. So, you know, you may want to actually work with Garth in terms of the specific PCR tests 
um, and, you know, the proof that these other, uh, I, I always say that these te- all this science is suppressed because it's the basis of our biological warfare system. So nobody is studying these. You won't find this in the scientific literature. Gart did a couple of studies showing that half of uh, the patients with rheumatoid arthritis that he tested had intracellular mycoplasma, and I would contend the other half probably have intracellular spirochetes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a whole wealth of information here for these these mystery diseases that are actually caused by intracellular infection, including uh, interstitial cystitis, most of the neurodegenerative disease, most of autoimmune disease, uh, okay. maybe uh, a good part of chronic fatigue and those other diseases have an intracellular component. Yeah, I, I concur. I've, I've heard many people say that <clears throat> they had Lyme disease as a youngster, and as mm-hmm. that Lyme disease progressed, it developed perhaps into multiple sclerosis, or it led to other types of neurological damage and, and conditions. Right. So you're, you're absolutely right on the money there. Um, many of these And spirals- let me tell you, one, one other thing, Tom, that's so important, periodontal disease is a spirochete, and when it goes in, it causes calcification, heart attack, and stroke, which is the number one killer in the U.S. and in China. So, you know, it's probably a spirochete responsible for that. So, you know, the, the implications of what you're doing are, are go way beyond just what people think of as the infectious disease. Right, right. Well, well, you are very well familiar with the factoid that a greater number of people throughout human history have died from germs than have died from war or revolution. Mm-hmm. So the real culprit of mankind is the microbe, is the germ. Now, right. what I am saying, without equivocation, a scalar light instrument can break down the molecular bonds of a virus, a, a, a pathogen, a virus, a bacterium, a fungus, a protozoan, even a prion. And in mm-hmm. so doing, you shatter, you fragment a germ. And you could do it in a painless, simple, easy fashion. Well, again, this is a game changer for medical science. This will change the way we look at, at pathogenic disease. There's no question. I mean, the you know, there's there, in my mind, there's basically different categories. You know, there's trauma, which you know, much of surgery comes from trauma. There's toxicity, and you know, detox is extremely important to obtain to obtain a healthy immune system or maintain a healthy immune system. And the radiation toxicity, the geopathic stress toxicity, the chemical toxicity, and the biotoxicity from yeast, mold, and other fungus are, are, you know, that needs to be eliminated. But the pathogens themselves are, if they're treatable, this is a very, very um, important advance in, in medical science. Yeah, thank you so much. Now, I'm going to mention, when I work with scalar light, scalar energy, it is non-local. You know, once again, going back to our earlier comments, it transcends time and space. So mm-hmm. when I am working with people around the world, I am able to access that person by way of their photograph. And again, mm-hmm. scalar light, scalar energy is not electricity. It doesn't behave like electricity. So people from around the world send me their photographs. All I need is a photograph of some part of their skin, some part of their anatomy. And Mm -hmm. a scalar energy instrument will act like a satellite. 
and we'll send a signal to that person. We can find that person anywhere in the world by way of their photograph. So again, we're transcending time and space. So I've developed and perfected this modality to the point that anybody in the world can be successfully treated with a scalar light instrument by virtue of their photograph. Now, when you're looking at health, many times people don't have the means to proper health. Many people don't have the means to travel to a clinic. They don't have the mm -hmm. financial means for expensive treatments. I understand that. I am saying to you at pennies on the dollar that a scalar energy operation can, can work with people around the world and provide a, a lasting health benefits all by way of a photograph. I have sent you some patients that had multiple infections, you know, multiple pathogens, way too many for treatment other than I was removing their defective breast implants. I was removing the source of the toxicity that led to their immune problem, which, of course, is important as well. But you can't leave that toxicity in and expect them to regain their health. But when it's just too hard for me to really treat all of the different pathogens that they have. I mean, they come in with these pages of all these viruses and, all, you know, tuberculosis and, and all these, um, you know, these fungus and, and uh, even parasites and, and intracellular infections, as well as bacteria uh, infecting their chest wall. Um, and I need help. I, I tell them about your treatment. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you can understand, uh, those in the listening audience, that this is still a grassroots effort. Um, frankly, I, I work independently. I don't attach myself to any foundation or university because it is groundbreaking. It's brand new. And hopefully someday it will be mainstream. I'm sure it is. But this is the art. This is the state of the, the science right now. There are independent mm -hmm. researchers that, such as myself, um, and I, I don't have access, per se, to a clinic, to a hospital, to a foundation. And there's no government funding. There's, there's no funding from private sources. So it is a, um, it is a group. It is, it is a collection of scientists such as myself and Dr. Kolb. And we see the merit of this emerging science. And that's the point of this conversation today, to introduce this new technology to man that will will serve to improve the lifestyle of everybody in the world. I'll go back to my earlier comment. If electricity has served to improve our lifestyle as a technology, and it has, I will, I will forecast that scalar energy will have a greater impact than that of electricity. Oh, definitely. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, scalar energy um, can be used to counteract uh, radiation, chemicals, geopathic stress, um, all of the different things that that can, you know, lower the energy in the body and lead to cancer and other um, immune problems with infection. Uh, basically, you know, the one I just gave, defective breast implants with silicone toxicity, silicone and chemicals coming out of the implant, especially in patients with detoxification defects, these patients get everything. They come in with every imaginable pathogen, and, um, you know, basically extreme toxicity as well. So, uh, there, you know, the scalar energy has the hope not just of treating pathogens, but of 
raising the energy in, in the organ that has cancer and thereby um, ejecting the cancer from, from the third dimension. I think we talked about that in a previous, uh, that spontaneous remission was actually scalar energy. Yes. And yeah. um, it, it's, it's the energy that keeps corpses from decaying. Um, there's a bunch of information about the, uh, in the pyramids, they found that if you put dead animals in a certain part of the pyramid, they would never putrefy. They would just dry up. And that, that's probably why they put the mummies in there because the energy within the pyramid wouldn't allow for putrefaction. It would just dry up. Um, so that's what scalar energy can do. It can do way more than just pathogens. Yes, indeed. So I think it's going to be it's going to revolutionize healthcare because it'll go ahead and 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 reduce radiation, which is a lot more of a problem now than people realize, especially after Fukushima. Yeah. And toxicity, we have massive toxicity, geopathic stress. If you live in certain parts of the world, you're going to get disease because the earth itself is not supporting your immune system and um 50 to 70 percent of cancer patients are on low geopathic stress areas, you know. So these are all very, very important things that scalar energy can reverse. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Let me just share um, with the audience what I have discovered. Scalar energy is responsible for forming and for solidifying, if you will, physical matter. Atomic structure, molecular structure, there's chemical bonds that hold together atoms and, and molecules. And it's my belief, and I've seen this so many times in my laboratory, that a scalar light instrument has an immediate impact, immediate influence upon atomic and molecular form. So with that said, I I believe that scalar energy working at the quantum level is intelligence. It is the intelligence that instructs a chemical bond, an ionic bond, a hydrogen bond to form. And what I'm saying is this, that scalar light allows us to control now chemical bonds. Imagine that. We can control an ionic bond. We can control a covalent bond. We can either assemble matter or disassemble matter. So this is going to provide us a a consummate control over molecular form. And with that said, in reference to health, if we can control molecular forms, physical forms, We break apart what's harmful, such as germs or radioactive isotopes or toxins. I'm doing this on a regular basis. And in reverse, to reverse the polarity, we can assemble what's beneficial, a phytochemical, a vitamin, an amino acid. So this is the science behind scalar energy. And and in practice, this is what I am doing in my laboratory, breaking down the physical form, breaking down the covalent bonds, the hydrogen bonds of what is inimical, germs and toxins. And then in reverse phase, I can assemble, I can create uh, micronutrients or, or various types of plant chemicals. And this, is, this has been proven. So if I can accomplish that with a scalar energy instrument, imagine what we can do once we really understand this energy we will be able to create all of the elements on the periodic table. We will have Which we can't do right now. You know, people don't realize that, but we cannot create all of the elements on the periodic table. There there are some elements that um, it's impossible. Yeah, 
we've not done it yet. So yeah. it's interesting. And I'm saying that scalar light, scalar energy will allow us to have that mastery over physical forms. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine that. If we want to create silver, we would use a scalar light instrument to create, to assemble silver or gold. And that mm -hmm. will be done. That will be accomplished in the near future. I interviewed um, a master on this radio show that was well-known for creating gold coins in his hand. And it occurred to me today when I was listening to these lectures on scalar energy that that's all he was doing. He was just putting the, the framework for gold with his mind, with his consciousness, and then using the scalar energy to create that in his hand. That's yes. how the masters do it. Yes, precisely. Precisely. So there is a science to alchemy. And the underlining fundament is scalar light. Scalar light provides the instructions mm -hmm. for all physical forms. Alchemy is, is possible. It's, transmutation takes place every day, everywhere around the world. We just don't recognize that function yet. Transmutation is indeed a common phenomenon. Well, yeah, the, I mean, there, there are multiple. If you study the masters, Sai Baba, uh, many of the other masters were able to create, especially like gold or silver or um, I know Sai Baba created ash, you know, because it was to remind us that we were ashes to ashes, you know, and, and that only our consciousness survived. Um, but, you know, the creation of whatever they wanted to create could be done with the, um, you know, the, the blueprint of it came from their, their mind. Yes. Um, and then the actual formation of it, I think, was scalar energy. That's correct. That's correct. You're, I would concur. Their, their mind, thought, intention, prayer, um, our, our deduction, that all serves as a impetus, as the instruction, as you well put it, Doctor. Mm -hmm. And then the animating force is scalar energy. So right. that goes, that goes to, to bolster our theory that thinking, that intention, that consciousness is scalar energy. Thought patterns are scalar light waveforms. It's quite profound. It is. So you on your website, you have, other than the pathogenic, um, you know, programs, you have some other programs. Would you like to talk about those? Sure. Again, I'm working with scalar energy instruments, so I have control over matter. I have control over physical forms. And I've developed various protocols. I'm able to assemble female hormones inside the, the body of women. I'm able to assemble mm -hmm. male hormones inside the body of men. And I do this by sending instructions, scalar energy instructions, enter into the human body. And in so doing, I can, I can, instruct, the, the, I can instruct the human body to form hormones such as pregnenolone. And the way I do that, mm -hmm. by sending intelligence into the human body, the human body simply borrows and rearranges the existing elements. Let's say everybody has carbon, oxygen, nitrogen, hydrogen in the body. Well, by downloading those instructions in the body, I'm able to create hormones or neurotransmitters or vitamins inside the body, all by way of instructions. So this is the easy way to deliver a chemical to the body, a natural chemical. So I'm able to assemble hormones, neurotransmitters. 
I'm able to assemble actually natural foods, the plant chemicals found in fruits and herbs and, and grains. Um, so, so many uh, different uh, functions. In, in total, we have seven now modalities that we're able to work with. We even came out with a, an addiction chemical cleanse in which we're able to break down the, the leftover, the remnants, the residual amounts of cocaine or heroin or, or marijuana in the body. And by um, disassembling the leftover drugs, chemicals, recreational drugs in the body, people no longer have that, that chemical presence. And by getting rid of all the chemical presence of a drug or, or alcohol in the body, then people are clean, so to speak. They're chemically clean. And then their body no longer craves that chemical, mm -hmm. that recreational drug or alcohol, because with scalar energy, we've transmuted those chemicals. We've, we've, uh, we've been able to eradicate those chemicals from the body, and the body then no longer recognizes. The body no longer has an affinity, no longer recognizes that recreational drug or that alcohol in the body. It's absent. And if, if something is absent, then the body no longer has that desire for it. That is an, a, an addiction. If we still have right. some type of psychic memory or some type of chemical memory in our body, then our body will mm -hmm. have an addiction for a drug, coffee, soda pop, etc. But if you remove the chemical presence, and then if you're able to remove the psychic memory, the human body, the human mind will be free of that addiction. And there's um, there's evidence in the experiments done in the pyramids. Um, you know, I interviewed the guy that does the Bosnia pyramids too. So I've I've done a number of different scientists that are experts in pyramid science, which is essentially scalar energy, which is concentrated in the pyramid. So they put addicts in the pyramid, and they found that they detox very easily. So that's proof that scalar energy works for addictions. Just yeah. a side note, you know, how it works, you know, you explain, but it it definitely scientifically has been shown to work, which I think is great because addiction problems are, you know, very difficult to overcome with traditional methods and very painful for the person going through them. Yeah. You're right. We've just scratched the surface, so to speak, doctor. I have yeah. heard that people who've had addiction pro problems, if they've been inside a pyramid structure, which is a, a, an accretion of scalar energy, that their addiction mm -hmm. will be in some way mitigated. I've also understood that some people who've spent mm -hmm. considerable time in a pyramid have been cured of cancer. Now, how oh, does that happen? Absolutely. There's a lot of that evidence. Well, cancer, as we discussed before, is lowering of the energy of an organ to allow the cancer to come in. Cancer is actually fourth-dimensional intrusion into the third, and then we talked about spontaneous remission being a, you know, a higher energy, a scalar energy coming in and immediately kicking out the cancer. So that's the only way, and this is what is described with spontaneous remission, and energy goes from the crown to the feet in, in a matter of a minute, and then there's no more evidence of cancer in the body. So, you know, unless you just believe in magic, which, which you know, is, is not real scientific, scalar energy being the, being the agent of spontaneous remission is the only thing that would explain how within a minute all the cancer in the body can be 
kicked back into the fourth dimension. So when you examine the third dimensional body, there's no more cancer. Precisely. So that's Precisely. what scalar energy does. It's it's yeah. a higher it's higher than the fourth dimension because yeah. it can kick it can kick things from the third back into the fourth. And you know, I I think it's a fifth dimensional energy. I mean, it may be even higher than that. I don't know, but it's it's um it's the energy of uh, preservation. Uh, it's the energy of healing. You know, you, you know all those uh, things that they did the experiments in the Barbara Brennan book and in vibrational medicine where they showed that healers, which is scalar energy coming out of the hands, um, has an intelligence to it. In other words it would do what was intelligently needed, whether it was to increase enzyme systems, decrease pathogens, increase vitamins, you know, whatever, hormones, whatever. It do, it's exactly as you said. It's an intelligent energy that does what's necessary to increase the health of the person. Mm-hmm. Precisely. I've There's always, an intelligence behind it. Yeah, I've always conjectured that cancer was an informational disease, an informational disease. In other words, it is. our base pairs have received the wrong information, and you you have either an addition, deletion. Well, it's or it's it's almost like it's hijacked. Yes. Okay. Like cancer yes. comes into the body and then starts eating all the nutrients. That's why eventually the person you know withers away, uh, or the dog. I mean, it, it cancer's on plants too, but it takes over the the um, the the body, and that's why if you eat sugar, you feed cancer. Yes, correct. Like sugar, just like yeast. And, <laughs> you know? and, and, and these people, these examples of people that have entered into a pyramid and they've had their cancer cured, well, what, what was the reason? What, what's the science behind it? Well, obviously, a scalar wave has corrected the base pair. A scalar wave right. has sent the proper information into the the body to correct the addition, deletion, or substitution of a base pair. And once you correct mm-hmm. that that base pair um, um, problem, you no longer have cancer. You've returned the body from a, a incorrect informational system to the correct informational system. So it's my contention that scalar energy, which is a double helix, by the way, will correct our DNA, which is a double helix. I've always postured mm-hmm. that a scalar wave, which is a double helix phi wave, if you will, is responsible for not only creating but maintaining DNA. So um, the, the animating force that creates the life molecule, DNA, is mm-hmm. scalar energy. Scalar energy is the cause of, of life. Right. So it can correct uh, radiation-damaged DNA, a toxic... See, all the toxic chemicals that cause cancer do it by, you know, injuring DNA, you know, or many of them do. I don't know if every single one has been proven, but, you know, they're usually hydrophobic chemicals that you can smell, volatile chemicals that are carcinogenic. And um, then there's biotoxins. There's certain, like, aflatoxins or um, biotoxins from mold and other uh, fungi that is, are known to cause cancer. So, you know, really, when you look around, the the um, and then the geopathic stress situation too is interesting. The geopathic stress is, and also the smart meters and electromagnetic problems. There's a lot of speculation that 5G may increase the rate of cancer as well. So it's damage to the DNA. Exactly. Why do we say that? 
electricity, electromagnetic energy, has always been inimical to the human body. The perfect energy, the perfect force field is scalar energy. There is no mm -hmm. disease in a scalar energy force field because it's perfect information. So if we lived in a perfect informational force field, which would be scalar energy, disease and death would be impossible. Why do we have disease? Well, Why do we have death? There's entropy because we live in an electromagnetic environment, which is right. inferior. It's an inferior type of information system, and that information system does not abet human health. It leads to disease, death, and decay. And there was there's information uh, that in legends anyway, and other um, uh, long time ago, man lived a thousand years on average. There was something called a firmament, which protected the planet from cosmic radiation yeah. that we don't have now. Um, so that might have been a higher dimensional world with more protection. Um, it may have been a third-dimensional world, world with protection with the firmament, but uh, I think you're right. Without something called the firmament, which I'm not sure what that was, but it was protective from radiation, uh, which is a big problem. I mean, radiation. I think radiation is one of the biggest causes of aging, along with toxic chemicals. So that that really uh, is something that we have to get out of this world in order to correct because right now we don't have protection from cosmic radiation so essentially scalar energy is a good um, antidote for all of these things that we're talking about that that harm human health yes. because it repairs damage from all these different things and can restore health caused by radiation caused by toxic chemical caused by um, pathogens um, and caused by nutrient and uh, hormonal depletion. Okay. Hormonal depletion, by the way, is often due to these toxic chemicals. The same hydrophobic chemicals affect the hypothalamus and cause a, a, a large degree of uh, hormonal imbalance along with the biotoxins from yeast and mold. Yeah, I, I concur to that. You you mentioned the firmament, and you're absolutely right. Um there was a time in, in human civilization that we had a greater preponderance of scalar energy in this world. And because of that, we, we had a, great, a greater sense of health and well-being, and, and longevity was the result. And, and, and lived a lot longer. Yeah, yeah right. long, exactly. Longevity was the result. So there is merit to many people who have studied the Bible. Um, people by virtue of the fact that we had a stronger scalar energy force field than we do now, people were healthier, mm -hmm. and they did live yeah. past the age of 100. They did live past the age of 200 because they lived in mm -hmm. that scalar energy force field that slowed down death and decay. It, it is quite interesting, but it's, there is validity to that. Now, that may be what the firmament was. I've never known exactly what the firmament was, but they said it was a structure around the earth that protected us. So yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Well, why don't you um, give your contact information again, Tom? Sure. Our website is scalarlight.com. And by the way, I like to um, introduce these therapies, these sessions to people around the world free of charge. So if you visit scalarlight.com, at the very top of the website, you'll see a banner, a red banner, 
that allows you to register for free uh, complimentary sessions. And in so doing, I, I encourage people to try this. You will feel the difference. Under the influence of scalar energy, your health will improve to some measure. So the main website is scalarlight.com. If this resonates with you, and I hope it does, realize that we're on the threshold of a, a new way of living. Scalar energy is a technology that will have a greater impact than that of electricity or, or that of the computer. It's a technology that the world is just waking up to. So please um, familiarize yourself with this technology. There's nothing stopping it right now. Um, this is going to be headline news within the next five years. Hopefully sooner, yeah. <laughs> depending on the battle for planet Earth and how that goes. But I don't think we're going to be five years out for that battle to be won. So, Anyway, thanks so much for joining us, Tom. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate your time, and I think we've tried to educate people about scalar energy and what, um, what a difference it would make in this world yeah. if it was used in the various methods that we've talked about. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Doctor. Always a very insightful, informative talk with you. You're very well oh, read. I'm, I'm so impressed. You've really done your homework. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, you're, you. very, you're a real scientist, so A+. Plus. <laughs> a+. Plus. Thank you, Tom. God Thank bless. you. Well, this is Dr. Susan Kolb with Temple of Health Radio Show. Please join us next week.